You are tuning in to the Capsule in Conversation podcast, dedicated to women and their well-being. I'm Natalie Anderson, and today I'm joined by broadcaster, journalist, and body positive advocate Jackie Adadeji to talk all about her brilliant new Channel 4 documentary, My Big Boobs. So make yourself comfortable and get ready to join us in our conversation. Hello all, thank you so much for joining me today. I have got such a brilliant guest for today's chat. As a writer, she's a columnist for Metro and a regular contributor to ES Magazine and Refinery29. She's the dynamic podcast host of Copperfield's The Boob Show and has partnered with Lush, Superdrug and Curvy Cape. But it's her fantastic documentary, My Big Boobs for Channel 4's Untold series that is firmly putting her front and centre of the body positive movement. I am so thrilled to have her with me today. She is such a busy bee. It is the lovely Jackie Adedeji. Hi, Jackie. Natalie, thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, thanks for squeezing us in. I know that you are so busy at the minute, aren't you? Yeah, I am. And I'm, do you know what, Natalie? I'm so shocked because I obviously was so passionate about this story and I have been for so many years, but to see how much it's taken on a life of its own and like so many women are connecting and being open with things that have happened to them regarding their boobs has just been amazing. Like it it just feels like it's such a safe space to just get it off our chest. Literally. (laughs) Well, do you know, I watched the documentary last night and I have to say congratulations. It is such a brilliant documentary. And it's funny because so many of the things that you cover in there really resonated with me as a a young girl growing up and getting my boobs at 11. And, you know, like I I haven't got an overly um, sizable chest, but at the same time, some of the things that you talked about quite early on that many women really um, struggle with. I know some of the ladies that you interviewed, right? at the start just talked about how they felt so sexualized as children I mean was that kind of your experience as well oh yeah that was that was my life growing up really so you know I grew up in a really kind of religious household and I remember this word that pops up into my head all the time is like decent I always used to get told right you need to be decent you need to dress decent or you need to cover up or you need to be a bit more modest and that was you know, I was getting that messaging quite early on, you know, 11, 12, and I'd be like, I'm so confused. Like, why? Like, I didn't get it. Like, obviously I had big boobs, but like, I didn't, you know, when you're that age, 11, 12, like you want to conform and be like your mates. Like you do, you don't want to be like an individual. You want to yeah. just- <laughs> You want to be in the gang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I want to be part of the gang. And I'm like, why do I have to dress up? Like, why can't I wear that belly top? Like Charlotte, or why can't I do this? And my parents are like, no, you can't, no, you can't wear that. So from- early on I felt the policing and the censorship over my boobs and then through that then was this big ball of shame Mm. that kind of came over me and you know I decided really early on in my life that okay you know what like I'm going to be invisible because you know it wasn't even just my parents and friends but also I think just going outside like going to school or meeting up with my friends to play out and you'd walk past a group of guys or even a guy on his own and he's trying to chat you up or he's saying oh like look at the size of those or a group of guys saying have you seen the size of her you know and you're like there, just so conscious like oh my god like I thought I hit them like oh gosh you know and it's that and then you go right that's it I'm hiding I'm getting I'm gonna be invisible I'm gonna be Casper because then everyone will leave me alone so I was I went on a mission from when I was about 13 so I would say like 16 17 hoodies turtlenecks you name it summer I'd wear them all I'm like I would be sweating but it just meant that 
people would leave me alone. And that's kind of what what one of the ladies was saying. And you could could physically see it in her eyes. Like when she was like, she she was reflecting back to being a young person and Mm. it's a trauma. And it's a trauma that many women have actually gone through, you know, and, and had to kind of live with and massively affected how they see themselves oh, in as adults, as grown women, yeah. um, you know, and, and the, the mental toll. And it's funny because you even had it a little bit as well in the documentary where you were like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm quite triggered by this. And, and I was watching it. I was watching it because like, it took me back to being at school mm-hmm. and to feeling like, you know, when boys used to, you know, squirt water at you so your shirt would go invisible, yes! like see-through. And they'd be like, wow. oh, look, a uh, wet T-shirt competition and all of yes. that. Yes. And then it kind of does put a spin on things where you think suddenly you are just being, um, what's the word? Like your whole identity becomes mm. about your yeah, you're reducing boobs and- just your boobs yeah you're just like a, just a thing with tits basically that's yeah. kind of how you're treated and you feel it you really do feel it you have to and I and I have had to do this actively fight for my identity because if you don't that people will define it for you you were the girl with the big tits all you're good for is your tits so you have to literally fight to be like I am so much more than that but you also have to believe that about yourself and it's incredibly hard if the noise around you is that that's all you're good for but also they make me uncomfortable but also I want to see them but also put them away you know it's such confusing messaging so it's really hard to find your voice it's hard to find your voice anyway I think as a young woman but then you know having big boobs on top of that is it's even harder because you're you're like fight you're fighting everyone just and what's like- funny as well jackie is like you <laughs> and i probably grew up through a time which is you know it was kind of the the Mad page Man. yeah the page yes. three era the pamela yeah. anderson the you know mm-hmm. jordan era of, of women Maybe wanting large. bigger and yeah. bigger and bigger chests yeah. you know and you'd have people on tv shows going oh my god she's had the biggest breast uh, yeah. implants put in so on mm-hmm. the one hand you're seeing women being kind of celebrated for a particular size much bigger than that or, or it yeah. is it's very confusing messaging as yeah. well wasn't it oh my gosh yeah because you're thinking well they're being celebrated for it. So why the hell do I feel so bad? Yep. I think, you know, there's such a clear distinction between when you have naturally big boobs and when your boobs aren't real. It's a different experience because, and the the, the differentiating thing is you choose to have fake boobs. You don't choose to have natural big boobs. They just come with you, you know? So choice is a big part of that. And so... I think for me at the time, the only representation I had was that. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe I am a sexual being then. And maybe I should be, you know, trying to be a bit more like that because there's, you know I mean, there was just, it was just so extreme. You're either like invisible or you're this very hyper visible, very like sexually Sexy, driven. Sexy, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, how are you, you, I mean, at 14, 15, it's like, you should still be, I don't even know, like, just finishing playing with your Bratz dolls. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, and like- Zoo magazine, like, oh, what, <laughs> should I try this pose? You know, it's like- And I think as well, like what you were saying about representation as well. And it's funny, cause I thought about this last night after watching the documentary, I thought, I wonder, you know, how it is in other parts of the world. Is it because like for us, that's what we're bombarded with, um, you know, like whether it was magazines or whether it was newspapers and obviously now we've got social media. Is it that that kind of, um, you know, kind of forces it to the to the front really? What do you think? 
Yeah, it's interesting. I think like boobs, like just across the globe are just sexualized. I mean, even when we, if we go deeper and look at like the way that breastfeeding is like yeah. sexualized and breastfeeding makes not even just some men feel uncomfortable, some women. And you're like, wait, whoa, you're meant to be on RT. What's going on? So I think breasts are just sexualized as a whole. And again, sex sells. So I think how we view breasts is, is it's a massive societal issue. And of course, a lot of it stems from porn. A lot of young boys, their first experience of seeing naturally big boobs is through porn or through magazines of some kind. So it's, you know, that's the kind of frustrating thing is that there's no, when I was growing up and I had grown big boobs, it's about a double F when I was 11. And my teacher said to me, oh, you're really developed now. So you can't get changed in the classroom with the girls and the boys. And I was a bit like, okay, I don't really know what that means. So it was only the Muslim girls that would get changed in the in the toilet. So I went with them. And like now I look back and I think when you're in school and they teach you about like, you know, the birds and the bees or your period or stuff like that, they never actually talk to you about, you know, when your body changes, if your boobs get bigger or whatever, what does that mean? And how, like, how do we look at boobs in society versus like how you should see yourself? If I had those conversations and if we are having those conversations, then I think things will change. There's so much unlearning that has to be done. And this is what I was trying to do with the documentary because I don't think people see naturally big breasted women and think, oh, I feel really sorry for her. She all right? Are you okay? It's more like slag. You're asking for it. Why'd you wear that then? Can I have a feel? Can I stick my head in there? Do you have a license for those? You know, it's like... It's that. like you, th there was a woman that, um, you know, if we if, like, if you're going into the documentary and, you know, we talk, we'll, we'll talk more about kind of the breast reduction side of it. But one of the ladies that you spoke to that did crowdfunding mm. and the bribery that basically she faced, which was, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll put into the pot. But can I have this? Will mm. you show me your tits? Will you do this? Will you do this? And it was just like. This woman is clearly desperate to get yeah. this surgery. She really needs help. And that's what you confront her with. Right. Yeah. And that's another classic example of there's no empathy. There's yeah. absolutely no empathy. It's like, oh, boo-hoo. Okay. Yeah. We'll give you money. But still, let me just sexualize you a little bit and then I'll give you 50 quid. You know, it's always that there's no compassion and it's when you know Rochelle and Laura are very normal girls you know they're not they don't, they don't want this they don't, they don't want this and they shouldn't have to put up with it and I just think across the board you know women shouldn't be putting up with half of the stuff we put up with anyway but then in this context women with big boobs should not be treated like they're immune from pain and feelings and they shouldn't be treated like they're just like walking flesh because that's often how it feels and I think that um you know Rochelle, I was so happy for her because she really gets to live her life. You know, things that we take for granted, going for dinner, going for a walk, going on a girl's holiday, whatever. She never did those things. And she's in her thirties because of her boobs. She's like missed out on a whole. So now she's trying to do it now. And you can see out. that confidence in her as yeah. well. And, you know, yeah. when we look at some of the figures and the facts that you kind of yeah. uncovered and you'd said, you know, 55% yeah. increase in breast reduction and how women were actually having to really fight as well to try and get that on the NHS because mm -hmm. of things like, you know, um, the BMI. I mean, just talk me through that process, what you kind of uncovered during that time. Yeah, so, I mean, 
to get breast reduction, breast reduction is free on the NHS, but to actually get it done is, you know, somewhat of luck of the draw, postcode lottery. It's quite, it's heavily dependent on where you live and if there's budget for it and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, BMI is a big part of, of, of breast reduction surgery. So for lots of women, they have to have a certain BMI in order to uh, be moved forward in the process for breast reduction. Um, so I think if you're over 27, if your BMI is over 27, you're deemed overweight. And that's something that they wouldn't, they wouldn't put you through for surgery. Um, and what's kind of interesting is that, um, of course, what adds to your weight is your boobs. And that's not something that is considered, which I think is absolutely crazy, but it's not considered in, in that um and it's you know breast reduction surgery is on the rise because I think a lot of women are like I've been on the NHS I mean lots of people are struggling with the, with the NHS you know in different ways but I think for lots of other women it's like oh I've been on the waiting list for five years I'm sick of this so I'm I'm going to use my money pot and go and get breast reduction surgery or some people resort to crowdfunders like Laura because they're like I am so desperate I'll do anything at this point so yeah it's annoying because i think how do you measure up who's the best candidate for it you know what size do your boobs have to be how like how do you have to demonstrate your pain to be believed it's that you know what do you have to do you know i got turned away by the nhs when i was 18 because they said my bmi was too high and they said i needed to have a steady weight for about a year um in order to um be considered for it and I remember when I went to the consultation, I was literally crying, like, I hate this, okay, I'm just, is that, you know, when you just think, if you're turning me away, then like, I've got no hope because yeah. it's- Because where it's do you get that kind struggle. of money from? You know, like you said, you right. know, yeah. like so many women are just like, things are so hard anyway now, yeah. you know, cost yeah. of living crisis. Totally. And and yeah. what it really was very apparent to me, and, and again, I, I not in the same capacity, but I get really bad neck ache and back ache because mm -hmm. my boobs are a double D and I've got a really tiny back. And, yes. and I know that I've, since I was 11, I've sat like this. Yes. And I got really bad posture and I've had people tell me, you've got to straighten your posture out. And mm -hmm. it's it's caused me like mentally, yeah. I felt uncomfortable. Now that's my tiny little bit of it. Now, as you know, magnifying that to some of the ladies that you spoke to yeah. and that you could physically see mm. how every day was a struggle for them, whether that's like what you were saying, where they've yeah. got marks in their shoulders yeah. because of the, you know, the bras or just their aching, mm -hmm. backache, mm -hmm. neck yeah. ache. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe it when I was watching and I thought, how are you not seeing the pain? Like, isn't that enough for you? Yeah, right. It's like, what do you, what do you, what do you want? <laughs> yeah. It's like, should I cry on demand? Should I just get them out? And then you can yeah. see with your own eyes. It is definitely that, you know, and I think anyway, across the board, even in women's health, a lot of women feel like their pain is not taken seriously. Mm -hmm. um, and also the kind of psychological impacts, because a lot of the time when big breasts are discussed, it's always some kind of like a physical angle. But I think the 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 psychological warfare of what it does to a person mm -hmm. and how they have to battle with their mind every single day, battle with the world every single day for simply existing is something that I definitely wanted to show in the documentary by visiting Rochelle because it's really important that you know people understand that it's not just physical it's mental people get in your head and a lot of my life many voices 
have tried to get into my head and say, you know, even what I'm doing now, you know, I've had lots of DMs from random people saying, you know, why are you doing this? Do something a bit more serious or, you know, or, oh yeah. This wow. Is, apparently, Nasty, this isn't serious enough. What? Oh, oh dear. Yeah. Apparently it's not a serious topic enough. I actually got a message from somebody who saw me on BBC News, some random guy and said, oh, I bet you're happy now you're going to get your followers after posting about your boobs. I'm like, oh. Oh my God, that is so infuriating. Because I will, I will tell you now, when I, when I finish watching your documentary and it's something actually I've got at the end of this chat is that I was like, I really wanted this to be part of a series. Yes. I was like, wanted you to be the front and center oh, of a, a whole series of these kind of conversations. Let's manifest Because it, honestly, I found just the way that you were with the, the ladies that you spoke to and the way you delivered that information, I was in and I felt like it was such an important conversation and something that I'd not seen before. Before. I'd never seen it before and I'd never seen that kind of you know it really made me sit back and think and it made me think more about the mental health aspect than yes. anything yes. so I'm really fuming that someone said that to you because I'm like I no I want a wider series thank you well do you know what it's because there's never there's never any compassion like nobody like people don't feel sorry they're just like don't and that's why I did this stop because I'm like no you need to give a damn because like the you can set somebody back five years by a stare, mm. by, a, by a sneer. You can literally set somebody back. A woman might just be feeling herself one day. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to go out and do this for me. And then you stare or you point and she's like, I'm never doing this again. Mm. It's that deep because it's such a physical thing. And actually, when I was on Seth's Pack Lunch today, I was talking to this lovely chap, I've forgotten his name now. Um, and he was talking about disability and he said in a, in a lot of ways there's like parallels with being big breasted and having disability because of the way you're treated it's such a physical thing that people see and it's a very reactionary thing so people react in real time and sometimes they're not even conscious of their own behavior and it's it's kind of interesting because I think that for lots of women it does feel like you know something crippling and something that you know is just the bane of their existence and, you know, I, I don't think that you should have to own it if you don't want to. I'm not like, oh, own your boobs and own, because the way pain affects women is so different. My pain is really minimal, barely, like I have them out all the time. Whereas, I you know, there's other women who have messaged me. In fact, there was two women that messaged me last night. One of them said to me, I couldn't, I couldn't watch your doc because I was sexually harassed. And it was too triggering for, for me to watch because it just reminded me of the pain that my boobs bring me. And I was like, wow. And there's nothing that that person can do about it. You know, that, like you say, they can't change that. And, and if no. they want to change it, it's a no. very expensive process. Exactly. It's that, um, and this is something I've had to consciously fight. There's there's this feeling of um, like ickiness, like, like you're almost like this gross, thing you know like because the way sometimes even the way some people can talk to you like what like and like they'll go right in nasty like right into your face like wow what's it like <laughs> you know like really like like it's like hello boundaries no space okay. yeah it's like you know oh what's it like oh wow like can I take a picture yeah it's like that it's like and it is just unbelievable and that for, I mean, I can handle it. I mean, it doesn't really happen often, but when it has in the past, I can kind of handle it. But 
it is the most violate. It's just like a massive violation. Like th they don't see you. Like you don't. That's exist. what I mean. It's being identified by your yeah. boobs and yeah, your breasts. Yeah, just that. I mean, it, I did find that quite poignant in the documentary when it did affect you and you were like, is this a mask, you know, and it really did get to you. And I just thought to myself, you know, you, you're allowed though, aren't you? Even if you are positive, even if you yes. are being like, actually, I want to change the narrative. I'm going to try my best to make change. You are allowed to still have your moments of reflection and, you know, it, it yes. affected you. How did you, you know, in that moment, was it because like I said you you very openly questioned yourself and was yeah. like I'm now thinking am I am I in denial mm. you know how did you move on from that or was it a moment or was it a process or it was a process to be honest Natalie because you know you're in a you're in a private surgery and women's lives are changing in there constantly they're getting their breast reduction they're getting lipo like oh happiness is on the other side and then you're in this zone and we're waiting for Rochelle and then, you know, you're having this conversation with Dr. Mark and he's, you know, a respected surgeon. He's done thousands of breast reduction surgeries and he's sort of looking at me like, it's going to get worse, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, like, it's almost like no one can tell me about my boobs because they're my boobs. So like, mm -hmm. whatever. But then it feels like a surgeon. You're a bit like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, is it really? Like, like, like really? In that moment, my face was like, I couldn't even hide it because I was like, oh, crap. So then... After that, I went to the toilet and I did something that I haven't done since I, was like, since I was 11 years old. And I had put my arm on my chest like that, like how you used to, how yeah, you, like that. Because mm -hmm. I was like, oh, let me see what it looks like if my boobs are smaller. And I used to do that constantly when I was growing up. And I said, damn, he's got me. That was quick. And then when we were filming, it was like, I can't even pretend that I'm not triggered by this because I'm heavily triggered by this because this is something that I've been actively fighting against kind of my whole life. And he got me in that moment and he got me questioning things. But like you rightly said, like I think those moments of kind of vulnerability and showing that like, you know, in, sometimes you can change your mind in moments or like, you know, no one is a hundred percent like, yes, and positive about everything. <laughs> like, you know, a human being is it's kind of a complex thing. But once I left the surgery, I took some time to myself. So we kind of paused filming for a few days. And I said to myself, Jackie, before you went into the um, surgery, did you want breast reduction? I was like, no, okay. Uh, were you thinking about it at any point, in any point in your life? I was like, no. I'm like, well, then that's your answer then. And that's a classic example of how easy it is for people to get into your head, make you question your own self-belief or your own self-love about your boobs. Because, but also he's a private surgeon he's his sales so <laughs> get I did now? think a little bit of that I was yeah. like leave her alone <laughs> in the moment I was like and, and 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 somebody had messaged my my manager and said um I just want to say that man is so horrible for making Jackie cry <laughs> and I was like oh fine because there was no additional bit to kind of show when I'd come back but yeah I did come back and I did check in with myself and I was like no you're good you're fine and to be honest if at any point I decide I am going to get a breast reduction tomorrow next year I want to make sure I am doing that for me and not because someone else has made me feel like that's the best thing for me because I think it's just remembering that the power always is with us and it's Always. only yeah it's only given to people if you if you allow them to take it but actually everything is with us every decision every choice is with us and that's you know 
why I'm still, you know, shaking my boobies now. Which I do love on your Instagram, I have to say. Oh, thank I you. do love it. But you know, like you, and, and I didn't say it at the top, but I should because you recently got married. So congratulations. I and I thank loved you so much. your dresses because you had oh. several. But, um, you know, like thank I you. loved I loved what you wore in all the different like ceremonies and the engagement that you did. Yeah, but yeah. I was just wondering, you know, my friend actually spoke to me about this once because she's a, a bridal couture designer. Mm, and mm. she specifies, actually, she specializes, sorry, in women with bigger breasts doing corsetry because she said there's hardly anything on the market for women with bigger chests I mean what was your experience oh Natalie do you know what I was like I'm not going to make myself sad and do the whole let's go girls let's go wedding dress shopping and then they're like oh sorry we don't do your size so I was like I'm going to go on Etsy buy a dress for 350 quid from Lithuania (laughs) and then get it tailored so that's what I did so I bought my wedding dress from Etsy and I knew I wanted to do something a bit different and have fun and yeah. like experiment because I think bridal is also about expression. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to go with Lady Gaga. Like, I'm <laughs> like, throw on a bow there, maybe make it a bit short, like have some fun with it. So, uh, th- yeah, that's what I did. I just, I, I, and you know, of course, uh, there were lots of people who were friends of my parents that, you know, didn't love the dress because at one point the boobs were just- They were there. Yeah, and they were just like, oh, I could feel them being uncomfortable. And I just thought, it's my wedding. I actually don't give a damn. I'm like, you should know me by now. And also like, I'm busty. So what do you want me to like, what do you want me to do? You know, it's always like, it always feels like it's on you to like make other people feel comfortable. And it's like, this is your wedding day. So absolutely not. Like if you're uncomfortable, then I feel really sorry for you because I'm having a great time. And I think there's a religious yeah. aspect as well there, isn't oh there? Of like, you yeah. know, depending on the generation, like you mm-hmm. said, if it's some of your parents' friends and you grew up yeah. in a, you know, a religious family, yeah. there's that thing of you should, again, going back to the time when you want to have like the best day of your yes. life, look the best that you've ever felt. Oh. And you've got people going, you should cover up because oh. you are, yeah. it's marriage, you know, and all those I kind know. of connotations. Yeah, and actually, funny enough I found this out um last week but I, when I was on my like mini moon um I found out that my wedding dress actually went viral but on the sort of Nigerian Christian subsection of the internet somehow was on TikTok somehow was on these crazy Nigerian blogs and just like the uh, like it was people were calling me all kinds of things but then there were also people saying oh actually it's her wedding day she should wear what she want but it was dividing opinion then it was in some like Nigerian newspaper and they're like this is such a daring choice would you do it I'm like this is insane like it's not daring it's just me and this is the thing it's annoying when like people want to give you labels just for like existing and being yeah. you know, a thing I'm just doing my thing like leave me alone you know so but I but I just think regardless of what, you know, my family or my friends might think, it's always about doing stuff for me. Like we cannot live, you know, one of my favorite quotes is like, if you live by people's opinions, you'll die by their decisions. Like I cannot waste any more time like battling with other people's opinions of me or what they think I should be wearing or what's decent or what's modest. Like I'm tired. I want a cocktail. I want to relax. Leave me alone. I want to do what I'm going to do. And I really want this for so many other women who are full of busted. I know it's actually really difficult to break through um, because some women have messaged me and said, like, how do you get to this point? And I'm like, uh, I don't even know. Like, I think it's just being really just 
screw it. I'm just going to do it. And I'm just going to put myself out there. Um, and yeah, and people are going to find it weird. Or I think for anyone, if you ever do something that feels really different than you've not seen before, like you do find some people that are like, oh, like stay a bit away from you. But, but then when things start happening, they come back. They get in yeah. the DM, like, I just want to say, I love what you're doing. I'm yeah, like, it's oh. amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, but well, it you takes, it, you know, it's like what okay. you were saying about owning yeah. your power and what yes. is your USP and what is, yes. what you know, and I, I was wondering this as well, you know, obviously you are the, the host for Copper Fields, the boob yeah. show. Yeah, and yeah. that means I'm sure you've covered stories with women that have had breast cancer or had, yes. you know, lots of, when you're looking at women that pretend are in a, a life-threatening situation and you know that also I, I expect must make you see things differently and think actually do you know what life is for living and actually you can't tell me kind of how to live my life do would you say that's had any influence on you oh totally I mean some of the amazing breast cancer survivor queens that I've worked with I'm like you are your energy their zest for life is unmatched. I was on a shoot with a brand called Lounge last year. They have a Feel Your Breast campaign every month for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And we're in the, you know, we're in our bra and our pants and like, you know, you have women with double mastectomies or, and like we're all, everything's just hanging out. Everyone is just doing their thing. And it's like, they, like, I can't, my, the way I feel about my boobs or like the shame disappears. Mm. Because these women are like, this is what I'm I'm fighting for my life and I'm having a great time and I'm owning my body. I might not be at peace with what's happening with it right now, but I'm making the most out of my life. And I think that that outlook for me changes it. I'm like, I don't, I'm not even going to stress about what I've got over here. Yeah. You know, I'm not even going to stress about it. And, you know, working with these women is such an is such an honor because as an ally, just to be around them, to hear their stories, to hear everything that they're going through. Some of them are still fighting cancer at the moment. It's just, you know, it's such an inspirational energy and they all inspire me. And that's why I wanted to do, uh, you know, I wanted to do the podcast because I think a lot of, of women, uh, non-binary people are not necessarily engaged with their chest. And if you're not engaged with your chest, then you're not going to check your chest for breast cancer, which is really important. Mm. I think it's having these conversations. So they become less icky and they become less gross and they just become a bit more normal. It's like, yeah, check my boobs in the shower, check my chest, normal. Like, let's not make things like a thing anymore and just do it. And like, but it all starts with us and our relationship to ickiness and shame and our chest and really kind of deconstructing where that comes from. Because I do think, shame is a big driver I think mm. when you've got big boobs and shame has to go somewhere so a lot of the shame that I realized I felt around my boobs came from other people mm. oh, I wouldn't do that if I was you and yeah but people would think this oh but that but actually that's someone else's projection like that doesn't have to be your story but shame is like matter it has to go somewhere but it doesn't have to go with you so you know I'm like where is my shame racket? If it's coming, let me <laughs> get out of here. But it's so, funny because, do you know what? It's like when we go back th thinking about, you know, dresses or dress sizes or bras. So my mum always used to talk about like things looking elegant and boobs yes. not being up here. And it's yes. always, I always call it a French chest where there's basically hardly, it's just, this is all clear. There's no cleavage. You can wear a top that just 
skims the breast. Yes. And and I'm like, I can't wear those. I can't wear those dresses. And I love them and I love seeing them on other people. Yes. But my boobs don't look good in those dresses or they're not in the right place. But it, And it makes me feel less elegant. Mm. And that's something that really bugs me is that the idea of elegance and class mm. doesn't sit with having a bigger chest it's mm. such oh, a no. a weird thing isn't it it's like if you've got a bigger chest you're not as classy you're not yeah. as stylish you're not as yeah. elegant so yeah. do you think as well like the like the fashion industry has got a lot to answer for so sizing is a big yeah. I, I mean honestly my style would be so different it would be so different if there was more accessible clothes for women with my bust 150 a lot of us are just making stuff up, just trying to, ordering stuff from ASOS, hoping for the best, to be honest, hoping it fits. Um, but 100% that the, the sizing is the issue and like fashion not fit, not including us. And there are a lot, and, and also I just think that big boobs are seen as something I feel quite vulgar. And so a lot of the clothes that are quite elegant, you can't really wear. And if you do wear them, you you look sexy, right? Yeah. Like, and you're like, oh, I'm not just doing elegant, a, is it? It's weird. Yeah, or like, chic. I'm trying to do a Meghan Markle, and it's kind of <laughs> yeah. it's, a bit, it's a bit Katie Price. <laughs> you know, it's like you kind of can't even. You try your best, but it's sexy, and you're like, damn, that wasn't you know. And then also, it's that sort of. Um, I remember growing up, and I was told like, oh, you can't have your tits and your legs out at the same time. Yeah, or always that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to be one today, or the other. Today, the legs are out, the tits are covered. It's like, <laughs> damn you. But definitely the fashion industry is, I mean, somebody messaged me last night saying, where do you buy your clothes and how do you shop for things? I've had to, I always refine my search. So I will spend hours, hours looking for clothes, like just scrolling through, refining the search to the size, to the this, to the that, to the color, to the whatever, because there's no point of me, like I have to make do with what I've got. And I think that that's what lots of uh, full of busted women do. Um, but I think a lot of them don't feel empowered to like be experimental because you don't really want to be judged or you don't want to be the center of attention in any kind of way. Um, but I will always, I like to push the boundaries a little bit. And I, one of those people that I hate being told that I can't do something. So I will try. <laughs> Red rag to a bull. <laughs> yeah, I will try. Even for my hen do, I got my cowgirl outfit custom made. She's like, you know, she was like, oh, I've never done this size before. I was like, well, there's a first time. First time. So <laughs> yeah. And she was like, to it. And I was like, this is it. Like, you know, you kind of have to fight a little harder to get what you want. But, you know, I, I, I take my kind of role quite seriously, you know, in terms of like, I really want women to feel like, you know what, try asking and like, try pushing yourself a little bit more and seeing what like what comes of it because actually it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be a hard life it really it doesn't it, it is but it doesn't have to be a hundred percent hard like actually if we rally together and support each other and like and share as well yeah, like you know share. I was just going to ask you where, yeah. where would you go you know where, what where do you go for your for clothes for bras whatever if we've got ladies listening in going oh yeah. I've no idea like where do you go so I so okay some really good brands for full of busted so I'm a K so I'm a 36K. So I would say Elomi's really good. Curvy Kate's really good. Um, okay, they're my main ones, to be honest. I'm one of those people where like, I'll wear like the same bra for like, if it works really well for like two days and then yeah. I'll be like, switch to another one. Um, but Elomi and, and um, Curvy Kate are great. I have a good relationship with them. They're really, really good. Um, I would say in terms of clothes, 
Hmm, this is an interesting one. So I think it's also working out like what you have to work out what your vibe is, basically. Yeah. See how you can try and make it work. So for example, do you remember when Trini and Susanna days? Yeah. They had this body bible thing. And like I remember they'd say stuff like, if your body shape's like this, you have to wear this kind of stuff. I think that's all like rubbish. I think it's just working out like what your vibe is and then working out like what can you wear that kind of makes sense like that fits and you have to look a little harder for it Mm. and sometimes you have to get things slightly tweaked a little bit but like you can do it but you have to I like I said I spent hours looking and then for example if I I rent clothes quite a lot actually and a lot of it is like luck of the draw so Mm. if it fits I'm like (laughs) yes but sometimes you don't really know. But as I said, like I like, I kind of like the thrill of like, will it or won't it? I um, think as well, like, so my friend Kate, who um, who's the dressmaker, she yeah. was saying, you know, I think it would be great to see more kind of tailors and seamstresses on high streets and things, because I think, you know, for, diff- for all kinds of different body shapes and sizes, you know, because you could have shorter legs and you know, all these things, like when you pick something up, but if, it, if you know it's gonna just cost you an extra 15 quid or 10 quid or something to get, it made made to measure because what you were saying earlier about like you know the Meghan Markle and the Katie Price probably a lot of that will be to do with the fit and how it fits across your boobs you know if it's fit properly to you then you'll get the the Meghan Markle kind of look it's because it's the material could be pulling or the darts aren't in the right place so you know perhaps that's an idea is to to try and either you know find out a a local tailor or seamstress or something like that if you're struggling because ultimately as well bodies change it could be like pregnancy it could be perimenopause menopause whatever and you might have stuff that you really love that you don't want to get rid of so that's a potential like um, an idea but going back to you like I said at the beginning I want to see more so uh, what what are your ideas have you got any more ideas of like other topics that you want to kind of explore yeah definitely I mean I'm so interested at the moment I'm quite interested in like therapy because it's I mean there's obviously lots of waiting lists and stuff like that but I think there's also a lot of people having not so great therapy so I'm kind of interested in like the sort of rise in, in therapy but also I'm interested in kind of doing more sort of segments and um kind of you know factor entertainment work where like we're empowering women whether that's through clothing or whether that's through kind of like self-confidence I mean I grew up watching you know Gok Wan and how to look good naked and you know, him calling women's boobs their baps. And, you know, I, <laughs> I I love that because I just think that kind of stuff is really needed. And sometimes when you talk to people, they, they think, it, you know, it's quite dated, but actually it's not because I think self-love is like lifetime's work. Like, I don't think there's anyone that's like, I love myself a hundred percent and think I'm perfect because no one does, but, and you can get knocked back a lot. And sometimes some people can get knocked back get back on their feet quite quickly and then other people you knock them down you've knocked them down for five years so it's trying to I would love to do something where I'm helping women continuously on their journey and um you know and like having fun with themselves more and going out and living life you know I'm just honestly the dms I'm getting from some of these women in their 70s and their 80s and they're living their breast life because they've had a breast reduction they're going on holiday maybe they're going with their new toy boy I'm like I just love this for you like go go girl go have fun do your thing um so yeah I'll definitely and I just yeah I just love women I literally love women I just think women are amazing and just doing things to uplift women is just like 
The dream. I completely agree with you. And there was something that your mum said at the end of the of the documentary last yes. night, and I loved it when she was like, "You're a pioneer," you know, and and it, and with the, being a pioneer, you kind of you take take you need responsibility, and it's, you, you're yeah. doing it. You're empowering people. And she was like, she said, you know, she wished she'd had somebody like you, kind bum. of yeah, like for a bum, like fighting the corner and stuff. Yeah. And I think it's you know, like like you've said, you do see it as a responsibility, mm. and you do see it as you take that what you've built and your platform form and you know your Instagram and all the writing that you do it's all kind of focused to empowering women and to making them feel their best yes. um, and I would I would definitely love to see like like I said a series of you doing various things because oh, I think you. the other thing that came across very much in the documentary was hmm. you you were like their friend you're a friend that actually has compassion and empathy and understanding and that yeah. takes a lot because even when you are investigating something you hmm. want somebody that's got that element of compassion so well, let's manifest a styling and, and yes. empowerment series for Jackie, yes, everybody. It. It's got to be <laughs> done. Yes, yes, yes. No, I would absolutely love that. And, you know, I did see them as, because you know what? I was like them once. So we're not too different from each other. I am them and, and they are me. We are, we have this unique experience that bonds us. So, you know, I was never looking at them like contraries, but I was looking at them more like sisters. And, um, you know, and now, you know, Rochelle just got married. She was sending me pictures in her dress and her new boobs. And I'm like, yes, girl. And, you know, Laura's having a great time. She's like, loves her her new boobs. And, you know, and she's loving getting to tell her story publicly um, because of all the stuff she went through. And yeah, I'm just glad that these women, are, they feel seen and they feel heard and understood and they feel humanized because that is truly what they deserve. Oh, Jackie, it's been such a joy to talk to you. You've literally brought, brought so much joy to our podcast today. Thank you oh, thank so, you. so much. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you for having me. I had the breast time. Oh, I've had the breast time too. And I'm going to start putting my shoulders back and try and not not sit hunched like yes, this and hide no away. More no Let more hunching. Out. I'm going to try and, and get yes. better bras that fit me better as well and so that I can be upright. Yes. yes, yes. It's all in the shoulders. And the, to be honest, I'm wearing like literally the wrong bra, but I'm just going to work somehow today. But um no, yeah, I had the best time. So thank you so much for having me. And I love your podcast. And it's oh, so great. Thank this you so much. Like brightened up my day. So yeah. And you've got so many more to have. But <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you so much. To watch Jackie's brilliant documentary, My Big Boobs, you can head to all four to stream it now. You can also follow Jackie on Instagram. Go and see all of her amazing content at Oh my gosh, it's Jackie. I love that handle so much, honestly. <laughs> As always, for wellbeing, fashion and beauty, you can always visit us at our website, www.thecatchwell.co.uk. And you can also catch up with our previous podcast episodes by visiting the In Conversation page and subscribing to any of our podcast channels and YouTube. As always, feel free to leave us a rate or review or a, a direct message at our Instagram, at Official Capsule. I can't believe we will be finishing this series so, so soon but don't worry because I will be back next week with another very special guest so all that's left for us to say today is goodbye so it's goodbye from Jackie Bye. and goodbye from me bye bye <laughs>